freedom, liberty. The pursuit of happiness is until it isn't. If you're in trouble with the law, facing jail time, parole, probation, or sentencing, then stay tuned for Jail, Parole, Probation, Survival with Greg Harris. It may just save your life. Hello and good afternoon, good evening, or good late evening in some areas of the country and of the, of the world. And my name is Greg Harris. I'm your host of the show, name of the show, Jail Parole Probation Survival. We're streaming bbsradio.com slash jpps. And as I said, my name is Greg Harris, a.k.a. G. Blackwell. And the show, the title, Jail Parole Probation Survival. As I stated in other uh, episodes, other shows, previous shows, uh, the key word in that group of words is survival. Whether it be jail, uh, you know, or in our everyday lives out here in society. And the main, one of the main reasons, I would imagine, uh, that name was created for this show is because that's a comfort zone. That's a good home plate for me. Not that I miss jail or anything because I was incarcerated for quite a number of years. So it's not the case at all. It's a daily therapy for me. And it's a great uh, way for me to give back to others who, as I like to say, maybe preparing to experience that walk or it may have a loved one that may have to prepare to experience that walk or may have experienced that walk. And now they're on the, this side of things. And I'm grateful to God to be able to say confidently that, you know, I survived this side of it as well, which is more importantly, once you get to this side, if you make it. So aside from that, it's also a show, you know, I, I like to say that, on this particular show, most of the stuff that I talk about, I don't expect my particular listeners to identify with, you know, per se, because, you know, that's my quirk in life, that the jail scene and the street and the life and, you know, the money and whatever, whatever goes with it. That was my quirk in life. You know, I, I sip that up with the big spoon, right? So I only expect uh, anyone that's listening to my voice now live or uh, that's going to be on the podcast uh, the following day, I only expect you to, you know, find your own quirk, you know, and work with that. And basically that's what, you know, the commonality, that's what we have in common right there, that everyone has their own quirk, you know. So and, and for me... And what emboldens me and, you know, enables me to do the show is that I've owned up, fully owned up to whatever my quirk is, see? So I'm able to own it, you know, tuck it, take it to the tailor, get it turned into a tie and wear it because it's mine. So in doing that, it allows me to empower myself with, you know, taking the worst thing that had happened to me in my life and making it the best 
thing that I could give back to a person in a helpful way, in a helpful manner. And I got to say, I'm just as surprised as anyone else that may have known me or just met me or that does know me, uh, my newfound faith. This, this is new for me. So the thing is, uh, I've discovered that oftentimes uh, incarceration, a lot of things that take place in jail lead out to society. And of course, vice versa. But a lot of things lead out. I mean, that are from fashion, language, definitely language. So I was looking at a candy bar in the local grocery store here just the other day at the checkout counter, you know, and they're taking a little longer than usual. So I pick up two or three candy bars, three for $4 or whatever the price was. The thing is, on the candy bar, it had a slogan on it. The advertising slogan on the candy bar was, get your eat on. And I was like, <laughs> now, I remember when I first heard Get Your Eat On many, many, many years ago. Let's say early 2000, 2001, 2002. And I heard it while I was incarcerated, and a guy, I heard a guy playing pineapple or dominoes or cards or whatever board game they're playing, he said, hey, they have a child, and if you, the child house is open, I'm getting ready to go eat, you going? And I'm hungry, I'm getting ready to go get my eat on. Now, that's when I heard that. And then you constantly heard it. Once you heard it that one time, you heard it all day for the next however many years you're there, whatever else, you know, whatever else is created along with it. But you hear that for a number of years, all, you know, during your whole stay. And so that's what it is. And then they bring that type of, you know, language and that type of jargon out into society through music. And uh, I'm, you know, in, while I'm writing, I try not to speak too much jailhouse talk. Because I'm, I'm a writer as well as an artist. In fact, I'm on Spotify and Apple under G. Blackwell. You can find me there. But back to the story, the thing is, uh, yeah, oftentimes a lot of jailhouse jargon will be in, you know, it's in the music. And it'll just, it's just a spinoff. It'll just, it comes out. It's paroled along with whoever's coming out. So it gets out there. And uh, hip-hop and rap, that's, you know, for the most part, that's the music of the street. So the music of the street gets into the NBA and gets to the middle of the court. And so when they're playing football, halftime and this, and it goes from there to there to your local TV station, it's in your face all day and on your radio station. So that's why I like to say a lot of things from jail lead out to the street. A lot of things from the street lead back in jail. So, um, yeah. And not only that, with uh, a lot of the... I can remember tattoos on the face was a freaked out look years, not too long ago. I'd say 15 years ago, maybe 18, 2018. Yeah. Maybe seven, maybe 18 years ago. 
it was it was a look then that would still freak people out. Now some of your top rappers or wannabe rappers or are rappers or entertainers out there. It's just a common thing, the tats on the face. I remember seeing young guys in there getting a face tattoo. I mean, changing the whole deal, changing the whole deal. It was definitely a level four look, not only a jailhouse look. That's a level four look, meaning let's go. You got to see a guy dressed up like that. He's like suited and booted and ready to go. Go where? Wherever. Go there. So, and now you see it out and about the TMZ, which is one of my favorite channels. I love TMZ. And you see the rapper or the entertainer or whoever, whatever you want to claim it or call it, you know, blasting on your local TV station, on your phone, you know, your local feed. And it's okay. You know, it's okay because, for me, because I see it and I understand it. I get it. You know, and it's like, uh, it's like cute, vicious. I like, that's the way I see it anyway. It's cute, vicious. But it it could be deadly. It could hurt you. But it's cute, vicious. That's what it looks like. So, but that same look and that same demeanor, if if it's real, because I don't know if it's real or not. I mean, you know, I'm living my own world. But if it's if that demeanor is real, it could very well turn into something. I mean, it could very well turn into something ugly, because with that look and with that jargon, it's a certain headspace and a certain mindset in a certain flow, if you will, of the way things go that goes along with all that stuff. It's just a certain, you know, it's just a certain viciousness that goes with it, you see? And so, uh, and it's being implemented into society more and more every day. You see it. It's everywhere. I mean, you don't even have to look for it. It's in your face. It's, it's, you know, it's in everyday advertising. Even the girls. I'm out here on the West Coast in L.A. I don't know what it's like wherever you are, wherever you're listening. But here, I mean, like I'm half-sleeved. What you consider half-sleeved as far as tats. And my tats are dated. And they got most they have a story. Well, now you see the girls here with more tats than I have. I mean, I drive, so I see them all day and every day. So, and they have like a to go along with that because it's a mindset that goes along with it. No matter how classy you try to be alongside with it, it's a certain dogma that goes along with it. It's like a, it's like a, it's like, it's like heroin. And I got to say that, I guess, because if you use heroin, if you're a heroin user, it's a certain uh, frown that goes with it, with just the usage of it. It goes along with it. Not even talking about the addiction part, like, oh, I got to get some scratch, I got to get some heroin. No, just just the, you, the average heroin user. I grew up in the west side of Chicago, and I remember as a youngster growing up, like the average heroin user, one thing I noticed about all of them, they had a, 
a dooginess about them. It's like a, you know, it was a mug that they carried. All of them had this mug, right? And it was like, it was sort of vicious. Even the nice ones, you can see the viciousness. You can see it. And so I see that with this cat, you know, particular lady. It's, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But it's what I see. And I'll tell you something. They can get vicious. They can get vicious. I see it. But, again, I, as I said, it could be me. But aside from that, a um, lot going on out there. I, don't know, I try not to be too uh, hyped up on the news or anything, but some of the stuff you just can't miss. I mean, it's right in your face. It's in my face for sure. And that's the uh, Paul Manafort, you know, the bell revoke situation. I was listening to that the other day, and uh, I don't know. Regarding that, in just my own personal experience, uh, in my opinion, that guy, Trump, Cohen, the whole tribe, it's just too much privileged stuff going on. I mean, you see it, it's in your face. I mean, and the way it's played out, he, you know, you can just tell the shoes about to drop. This guy seemed like he got something. The way he's carrying this guy, his body language, everything, his chin. Like he just got something. He already said what he's got to say. So he's just waiting for it to come out for us to know. <laughs> Whatever said has been said already. And the thing is, I mean, I, I got to say that um, being experienced, being under uh, a federal indictment myself, heavy one, you know, very heavy one, and uh, knowing others who have experienced being up under a heavy thumb of a federal indictment. I got, I mean, for the, as far as the president, I got to say, I, the way he's carrying handling himself is great. Because usually, and I guess I'm going to attribute that to being told he can't go to jail or you can't be arrested. I don't know. If he can't be arrested or you can't go to jail. So if you can't go to jail, yeah, that's something to just keep pushing. If you can't go to jail, you're just going to keep pushing the line. You're just going to keep doing it. Because I'm telling you, I see a lot of common stuff with this guy in office and how I was when I got arrested at my office trading. I mean, because the question is still out on me. And that question was, how can a black guy from the west side of Chicago without any formal education trade in the largest market in the world? Right, a multi-trillion-dollar market. But you know, back to the show. It's like I see a lot of common stuff. Just personal, just me. I don't even talk to anybody about it. I'll just tell you about it. I know you won't tell anybody. So, but the thing is, what I see is like because I, mean, I was more than that. When I, you know, it's a lot of money. I can, you know, big shoulders. I'm moving heavy, walking wide. I'm a slim guy, but then I was walking wide. Had it going on, big, by people if I wanted to. So he's in a much larger position. She, you know, he got billion, 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 billions. I trade in the trillion, multi-trillion dollar market, but I didn't have multi-trillion dollars, of course. You know, but you know, I was only working on my on my first billion. So I mean, hey. 
but the thing is, it's the action in the body language and just, so I know that he's happy about knowing that he can't go to jail because, you know, whatever he's done or whatever he didn't do, it's not my, my, my place to say what he's done or what he didn't do for sure. It's not me. So, but just the way he's handling it to be able to get up and get back down because that's, for me, it's like this, it's, you know, back to perception again, like the way you perceive things and I perceive it like, that's just his, not just his quirk, that's his travel. And, you know, that's, you know, the travel I'm on, like talking to you right now, one of the things I'm doing this Sunday, two in the afternoon out here in Los Angeles, which, by the way, is a beautiful day outside. This is part of my travel. This is what I'm doing today, right now, on the Sunday. So whatever he's doing today and whatever he'll be doing tomorrow, God willing, if he allow him to get up to do it, that's his travel, and I know what he does affect the country. As I said, I drive, and the gas, we pay close to $4. I pay $4 a gallon out here. I don't know what you pay where you're at. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, what he says and does affects me, but his travel, his personal, him personally, that will have nothing to do with me. Or Manafort. Man of goat or anyone else, not personally, not personally. There's a story, yeah, I can see, oh, what? wow, oh boy, that's one thing. But personally, no, because, you know, it's so, it takes, you know, life is a business. And, you know, if it, just to operate your own life, to just sort of function half, half as probably, you know, you have to just maintain your own business. They're just living every day. Whether you doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, it's because whatever you're doing is still your travel individually. Even if you're married, if you're your, your wife and yourself, you're traveling down the road. But you have separate travel. Everyone just it's just one. It's just one of them deals, you know. And it, if you're in a union together, or a club, or a team, or crew or however you got it, then you're merely pieces, like on a chessboard. And if you pieces, you know, you're, you're part of the game, you're moving, but the rook is the rook, the bishop is the bishop, and the pawn is the pawn, you know, and so forth and so on. So it's the individual thing. I liken things to the game of chess, not that I'm a chess master or anything like that, because I'm not, I can push a few pieces, but, you know, I'm not, you know, real, real keen on it, like, you know, I like to think I am, but um, I like it, it to that game because that game has a lot of uh, strategy to it that it can apply to life. Not necessarily does apply to life. I'd say it does, but I'm just not necessarily blasting that out there, but can apply to everything for me in life. Not that I use it for everything, but it can. I can use, you know. I try to keep things simple and across the board because if I see something for me that's going to be real and work for me, it will work in this area as well as in the next area. And it just helps for me. It just like I may have mentioned on the uh, show, show before, I don't know, maybe last week, whereas, you know, it, it was, I call it a cold cracker. And I meant that. I meant to call it that. And that's what it does. If you just apply it, not add anything and, well, I'm going to put a twist to it and remix it. Just apply it. It's real simple, okay? Because 
application is important and obedience is important. Very important, those two things. So the thing is, you get paid for what you know and charged for what you don't know. Now, to put that on, to wear that one, it can take you a long way because then you start understanding or not understanding things more, which has helped me because the things I know that I need to know that is going to help me in life and in my daily travel and so forth, then I'm going to do everything I can to obtain obtain much as I can about that particular endeavor or situation or, you know, lane or whatever street I'm going to walk down to meet what I'm doing. And on the other hand, if not, if I don't, then it just helps me at shutting, you know, the heck up, which I like to put in another, another form, but for right now, I'll just say it that way. And the thing is, that's uh, one of the hardest lessons that I've experienced others had difficulty in doing is shutting up. You know, sometimes, I don't know, maybe for me, in my opinion, I believe it's just based on what I think I may know. But if I learn how to shut up, then I can get it because it'll come to me. So I don't know. It's just the realization I had to learn. But I, like I said, I learned under, uh, you know, different circumstances. But, hey, I had, you gotta get, you're going to get it somewhere. It doesn't matter. You're going to get it somewhere. But back to the guys I was speaking about, about the story, um, those guys, it just seemed like it's just a lot of privilege going on and, and so forth. But for the most part, just regular people. And even, I got to say, even the uh, Michael Cohen guy, the attorney, he show, he seems to show a little worry, a little, a little a bit of a worry, just a little bit in this you know, movements. But for me and others and just like regular people, like, you know, everyday people, it's no joke. It's very, very serious business being indicted by the feds. And when the government indict you, I mean, the, the paperwork alone. So just when they hand you the paperwork, Trump and everybody else, all the voters, all the people, everybody against you, because that's what the paperwork says, the United States of America, the whole country, the military, the army, the Navy, Boy Scouts, everybody at you, against you. So that's a serious matter. When they, when they drop it on you like that and word it that way, here you go and hand that to you. And you look at that, I mean... Your morals kick in. Really, where you're at, kick in. You know, you don't give a shit about nothing. <laughs> it won't do nothing to you. But you know, I grew up mother, father, brother, sisters. You know, seeing a block, people, dogs, pets. You know, neighbors, other kids, school, just regular everyday stuff. That's how I grew up in Chicago, on the West Side. So when I saw. The United States of America against me. You know, that's deep. That's a, that's a big deal. Okay, hey, you've made it. You've arrived. If somebody calls you at that moment, hey, well, yes, <laughs> made it to the big times. I'm here. Are you here now? 
because it says the whole country and probably the, the country's friends and, and, and <laughs> allies they're against you. Because the United States of America against you. So that coupled with the indictment, because when the feds indict you, and, you know, whatever you're doing up there, and they're looking at it, you don't see them. Nowhere to be seen. I mean, the full-fledged indictment is like having all your teeth pulled out at the same time. And that's the look I look for when I'm looking at someone on, say, a CNN channel or they got a big story that broke. I look for that look because I know it. And now you can look for it. But yeah, so jail, parole, probation, survival, and the show is based on the assistance, aid in the system. The show is based on if there's anyone out there that has a situation, keep in mind that's the I originated the show for that purpose. If I was small minded in that aspect or not, because I really have an outreach in my heart to those if I can prevent someone from, you know, taking that step, first of all. But if you you already <laughs> the deal was done before you even knew who I was, or, you know, I don't know who you are, uh, then hopefully we can help you. The number here is 888-627-6008. We're live for this hour. And uh, you're welcome to call in if you have anything you'd like to talk about in reference to, you know, parole, probation. I've survived that successfully out here. And i got to say that because I'm able to talk to you about it on the show right now. That's part of my success. That that enriches them. I mean, a bridge with that being able to do that. See, done with that. Doing this, one of those type of things. And excuse the noise in the background. We're outside the studio here live, and just want to let you know that. So you may hear uh, a pooch walk by. You may hear uh, an ambulance or you know outside noise because we are near the park here. So, yeah, but back to the show and what we were talking about. Um, yeah, just being in that situation is just, uh, it's relieved when you when you get where you're going. Like, show, oh, boy, let me start working on this number I got to do. That's what you're doing for me. And, you know, being from the west side of Chicago, taking the road I took, doing some of the things and seeing some of the things I saw growing up by choice, of course, because like I say, I had everything there, structure. If I wanted to take another route, so easy for me to take full accountability because I know deep in my heart I had a choice and just the shallow top of my on the top of my heart I know I had a choice. So the thing is it was all by choice for me. But um I don't. I mean, just coming up in Chicago, I got a chance to really, really see some. I mean, I had some good jobs going to school at the same time I worked at Marshall Field. So, I guess I said that to say I don't really have any issues with like the police. You know, like an issue, like a personal issue that can go along with my story with the, for the police. But now. I probably have a big issue with the police. That's different. That's different. And see, 
if you get that, then you're ahead of you're way ahead of the pack already. If not, you can go to bbsradio.com slash JPPS, leave a comment, and let me know. And I'll reach back out to you and tell you. But if you got it, then you're ahead of the pack. Because it's about how I, I mentioned this before, how I view everything, just how I look at it. I'm out here in L.A. I woke up this morning. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. My daughter contacted me. She lovely, uh, one of my daughters early this morning sent me a lovely greeting. And uh, it, it was, it's a great, we really did a lot of June gloom to this morning. But it was a beautiful day. It still is. A beautiful, it was a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful day. Sun is trying to peek out. But even if it didn't, because it's, what, 65, 66 degrees, perfect. Overcast, warm. You don't need a jacket, sir. I mean, whatever you want to do, put it on. So, but I mean, at the same time, I can pick a person up or walk by a person in passing and can hear that person mentioned about the same day. Oh, it's so gloomy today. And that's, that. you know, based on perception, and I understand it. It's okay. And I I liken that to you know, just, about, uh, just about everything I encounter in life because I pay attention now, more so than I did in the past. I mean, to everyday life, not every moment, every second, unless I'm just into that hour because sometimes I have to be inside of an hour. I was telling a buddy of mine on the phone, he's calling me and saying, hey, I got to be in this day because I was awaiting something and I was working on another, uh, you know, musical thing we were doing. And I had to be in the day, in it, not lost in it, not knowing where I'm at or where I'm going or, you know, I don't want to take the show off to the left too much or to the right or, you know, somewhere else. But I've got to say that it's like being into the day and I got to liken that back to when I was inside. I had to deal with that day. You know, I had to deal with that day. I'm thinking of the weekend when I'll get a visit and, okay, well, I'm going to get my shirt creased and look. Think about talking about this, and because I'm working on stuff and I'm thinking about stuff in there, but I had to live in that day, so I adapted that out, you know, here in society, and that helps. I mean, hey, I got my music on Spotify, Apple. Let's say I'm under G Blackwell, like the mammal, B L A C K W H A L E. Go check it out and see why I keep promoting this stuff and see what I'm talking about. And uh, hey, you may even like it. Uh, I have many people tell me my music sounds good. I'm on YouTube. I got some links up there. I got about six or seven videos up. Some other music. It's, you know, stuff I created. I'm told it's very good. I like it a lot. Okay? I'm on Apple under G. Blackwell. YouTube, I'm under Blackwell Harris. H-A-R-R-I-S. So, I'm under these, uh, you know, links and things you can pick me anything out there. And I do that because the ability, I have the ability, I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing this live stream, live show right now, every Sunday at 2 o'clock on BBS Radio slash, bbsradio.com slash JPPS. You can, you know, get a link to all the shows. I think we got about seven, eight of them up there now. And we, you know, move them right along with them. 
But I'm only able to do that because I'm able to insert myself inside the day. You see? Because I, I mean, you know, I'll tell myself all the time I'm rich. I know I am because of the things I'm able to do because of my abilities. Not that I have millions of dollars or anything like that. No, not that type of rich. I've been there before. I know what that is. But I'm not talking about that type. And I'm not talking about a spooked up, looking all around the sky type of spooked up uh, rich either. Like I'm, you know, uh, floating in the sky with my legs crossed. No, not that either. I'm not hocus pocus or spooked up on any account. None. I'm too much of a realist, seeing too much real stuff, deal with too much real stuff every day. Look, I drive. Someone jumps in my backseat. I don't know if it's Jack the Ripper, uh, Jack the Zipper, uh, Willie the Barber with the razor. He's going to slit my neck and he's looking for the next. I don't know, you know, but I got to know. I do know. See, I don't know, but I do. Oh, yeah. Without looking. So I have to. So I just adapted that thing to make it work for me. So I do that in life on all accounts all account to make sure I'm okay. And that's how I'm able to do all the things that I'm able to do. Not like, I mean, it, I, I look at it and wonder. And you're like, wow, okay. But if I stay just, you know, focused and just stay inside the day, and I get a lot of enjoyment out of it because I get to, you know, experience the full day. I get it. And I can replay it by tape in my mind. I can bag it up, stop it, pause it, and look at it. And it's just, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I'm not in a hurry. I'm not rushing. Because it's just the journey. It doesn't even matter. What you, what, it doesn't even matter who it is or what it is or what they're doing. It's just their journey anyway. It really has nothing to do with me. That may not have anything to do with you either. But the thing is, it's like, like anything else, just uh, for me, I see a lot of activity every day here, and I just watch it like a passing parade. I had to adapt that because I heard that many years ago, and I had to adapt that in my life many years later. See, I didn't need it when I heard it. I heard it, though, but I didn't need it. But I had to use it. What I had heard then, I had to use many years later, and that's how it worked. I liken my music to that, or even this part, this this live show I'm doing now, that will create itself into a podcast. You know, and it's a thing. It's a one. It's just a one. It's a one person thing. Sometimes, the way it came to me, it's a one person thing. Meaning, in life, you may do something, or say something, or encounter some people, a group of people. But it's only one person in that group. It may have been a group of 500, but it was only one person that was supposed to receive whatever you were there to say. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is I'm supposed to say all the time. Got a general idea, but I don't know. And guess what? I don't have to know because the thing is, the name of the show. It's jail, parole, probation, survival, and I've done that so I can tell you the ins and outs of it as well as the back and forth. Not only that, the most important part, as I said before, and I don't mind stressing it again, part in that group of words is that word survival. 
you see? Because that's something like, I don't mind telling anyone I meet on my daily occurrences, anyone I meet, I don't mind telling them that. You have to be skilled at whatever you do. Whatever you do for your profession, you have to be skilled. And it's getting to a point now. If you're not skilled in this country, that's something. Frickin' blood. I don't know. It's something. If you're not skilled, pretty soon they ain't going to need you. Now, I'm not saying that to you as a listener. Maybe I'm saying it to you as a listener to wake somebody else up about this fact because that's what it's coming down to. It's not even America anymore. Like, you know, remember Walgreens clothes? You remember that day? You opened up to know on Christmas morning? Or a holiday mints. I mean, you know, that's that day's long gone. And the beauty of it is I'm old enough to know and recognize that day and young enough to recognize it today and live in it fully, fully aware. So it ain't even like that no more. And trust me, I'm right here. I'm in, I'm in it. I'm in the middle of it. And it's like anything else. Everything's for sale. I mean, I'm, I see the movers and the shakers every day in the country. And I went, being out here in L.A., you can speak for the predominant part of the country because if it's clicking out here. I mean, they set the standards for a lot of things out here. And I mean, it's like they're graveling to get out here. Trust me, I'll tell you. So it's like uh, they're not coming out here just to bask in the sun only. It's a lot of business. I mean, this is, this is like one of the new business meccas now. Meccas now. Like Chicago was known for, you know, the big business hub at one time, you know, with the Merck and everything being there, the CBOT at the time, Sears had the train running through there. Sears was like Amazon, if you recall, back then. So, you know, with the, with the catalog and everything, too, Spiegel got into the game. They were big. So it's like every Chicago was the hub for most of those things, for most of those catalogs, Montgomery Ward, most of the big catalogs. And the train was right there, came right through Sears. They shoot it right to you. It's like Amazon, shoot to you by train. The train ran right through, the, right through the company. Yeah, Sears, Roebuck. So you're just looking at it being played over again just another way. But the beauty of it is, is that I like it when I see things like that. I have to go back inside and refer to, you know, the jail stay again because that was the time when I was able to sit down and reflect and make a turn, you know, a conscious decision to make a turn in my own mind, you know, in my own self to be able to see different and see something else or just see, in fact, look at myself. That's the thing I had to see. You know, and uh, that's why it's okay for me to say we don't, you know, I realize we don't have 
uh, we don't share the similar past. And like I said, most of the stuff that I say, I talk about here. But I don't expect anyone to identify with unless it's some guy, hey, gee, I'm in there with you, like that. But if you, you know, discover, and after you discover, uncover, you may find your own stuff. See, I found my stuff. I found it. Thank God. And, you know, I mean, really looking. But at the same time, I had to look. See? I was forced to see like that. So now, I liken it to a, you know, a battle story. You know, the survivors. What they got to talk about. And then I got to liken it to back to the country because not to blame anyone because I'm the first to say there's strength and accountability and that's how I live by it. But the country, the way it's set up, it's like, it's just part of it. It's part of the fabric. I'm from the, you know, a town that, you know, applauded guys like um, Al Capone all the way up to our mayor, our mayor at that time, Mayor Daly in Chicago. I mean, he was vicious in 10 different ways. So, it was a thing. You saw it. So that's why another thing why, you know, and I don't like a lot that Trump says at all, period. Most of the thing, the reason why I say a lot, because most of the things he say, I pin the pen. And that's nothing. Trust me. Look, I'm from Chicago. And what I'm saying is the things that Trump says and does, listen to that, says and does with, you know, his pen and with his mouth and his actions and his look, his demeanor. That's how Chicago was when Daly was there. I worked downtown and saw the politicians parked up and down the street, State Street, Randolph, Congress. I mean, all the, you know, the Main Street, in the red, along with the mob right there. I saw it as a youngster. So when I saw him push up on my old big shoulder. That's what Chicago is, a city of big shoulders. And I saw it at a young age. I was excited to go downtown to go to work, to see Chicago. See, on the B train, getting on home, getting off down State and Lake or whatever, Wacker, whatever street. So that was exciting to, for me to see that. I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is something down here. This don't look like where I'm at. See? And when this guy pushed up in the White House and pushed the line the way he does, it, it reminded it immediately, instantly, it reminded me of Chicago. And, uh, you know, the best thing I could say for that, I mean, no remedy is like back to we all have our own travels. You know, my thing is I need to make sure I have, you know, my, all three of my eyes on what I'm doing, because it's not so much as the country is you know, uh, seem like it's a, a, a shift in the country is changing, you know, and I talk to a lot of people every day, predominantly white people. I'm a brother. That's all good. <laughs> I love it. All day. And these are not just, uh, you know, everyday folks I'm talking about. You know, they, they make moves. Here, well to do. 
So, I mean, we have interesting, deep conversations. Just this morning, I got to say, I was driving. I love driving. I was honored to me. I mean, with this business and then <laughs> collateral to what I'm doing with the show, I gain from a lose from. Okay, the name of the game. <laughs> what can you do? I got to do it. I hate it, but I got to do it. At any rate, I met a new friend of mine. I've got to call him a friend. It was just a beautiful blessing. He gave me a cross. It was special to him, a guy, a little fella in uh, Ethiopia. A little boy gave it to him. And he told me the whole story behind this guy was a spiritual dude. I'm telling him about the show. Where did that point? He said, well, gee, I was in the feds for a few years. And this, well, he owns the open book. I can tell you about it. His name is Lewis Carrion. You can Google him. He's an artist painter that paints airplanes, celebrity painter. No joke. Look him up. He's a newfound friend of mine on Instagram, Facebook, and just a great guy. Just glad I met him. He texts, he says, okay, I got you in my uh, contacts. I'm going to put you under Greg Bless. That was huge to me. See? So that's the thing. I didn't want to tell him about the show. I'm driving him. Shh, be quiet. But I got to tell him about the show. See? So it's like now doing the show. I don't really want to do I don't want 2 o'clock on Sunday. But I got to do it 2 o'clock on Sunday. See, I think I went over that before. I didn't really pick it. So, yeah. So that's how it works, and that's how it's working. And I'm just sharing it with you as it goes. You know, it's one of those type of things. Like, uh, It's like a reality show, <laughs> somewhat. As it goes on, I'll just share it with you as it, you know. My, part of my travels, but that was just a beautiful part this morning. He gave me the question. He said, man, I got something to give you. I got to give it to you. It was given to me. I got to give it to you. This was a special guy. I was taking him to the airport. He was on his way to China to ski. And then from China, he was going to wherever else he was going to go. But he was on his way to China. That's why I dropped him at that airline. He was on his way. He didn't have anything but one luggage and the surfboard. That was it. So look him up. I'm sure you'll have it on there on his own. Yeah. Lewis, C-A-R-R-E-O-N. Carry on. C-A-R-R-E-O-N. Yeah. Just a great guy and does a lot for people with his charities and so forth. And I'm just glad I met him. So it was just one of those things. So back to what I was saying, it's just like it's the only reason why that occurred and anything else that may occur. The only reason why I'm able to do this show is because I was able to view my life and see my life not so much as what's going around going on around me the PO and the judge and the people and the look and the think what I think and all that no remember the stuff you say you just turn around you and say you're going to look this way and go that you know yeah so let me work on that and that takes a look it's not exasperating it's not hard it's not difficult it's not any of that it does take a look that's what it takes. It takes attention. And now I'm able to recognize that we don't share a similar past or similar uh, experiences, you know, but we have similarities, period. If it makes you feel a certain way, if it does something to you, if it turns you around a certain way or turn you back around a certain way, it did me the same way, only I went through this. Oh, yeah, okay. It's like that. It's about the lesson. It's about did you learn the lesson? Because if not, you may get action and repeating it. That happened. Happened to me. 
I didn't have a problem with it because what lesson? First of all, what lesson are you talking about? So, you know, I mean, it just happens. So back to the show again, the jail parole probation. I was watching Blue Bloods the other day, one of the shows I watch on a weekly basis. I binge on various shows. And they were, it's the episode, they were at the table, as they always are, eating dinner, and they're talking about who been to jail. And I had to watch it. And I thought about the show that I was going to mention it. And a few of the family members had been to jail. It was a secret they was holding. Well, you tell dad about that one night, you know, the DA girl. You know, and this privilege plays in it. But at the same time, I love the show. I love watching it. And that's what I like to see what they go through and how they handle it. It's just a show, but hey, I like it. Because, you know, sometimes you have to learn character. There's nothing wrong with it. Just like if you want to be a great basketball player, Go learn the game of basketball. Go learn the fundamentals. Go learn basketball. So sometimes you have to learn. Oh, what you talking about? I got character. Oh, yeah, where'd you learn it? I got character. Oh, okay. Where'd you learn it? See? So sometimes you have to go and learn character. So I like watching that show, and I like watching a few others. I like power as well. Right. <laughs> that's not that's character too, but a different type of character. So but yeah, sometimes you just have to go and learn character. Unless you don't need to go learn it. Hey, why you don't need to go learn it? Oh, I already got it. Oh, okay. No, you don't need to go learn it. You can go and learn something else then. But if you don't and you talk about characters or, or you want to have character or you like to investigate and see what type of character you do have or I don't like this person over here because I don't like their character. And sometimes it's just a reflection of ourselves when we say that and say that, right? So the thing is, you may want to look at it and say, hey, do I have character? Did I ever learn to have character? Just a question. Because that's when I ask myself. I have to ask myself. You know, and what, what degree is your moral compass turned, Greg? I want to know, because you in the game, you got to have, I mean, what, what, moral compass, everybody got one, but what angle is yours turning? 45 degrees, straight up, down 630? <laughs> That's like all the way off. So, how how is it turned? Or better yet, how is it turned? That's even better. How is it turned? Let's see. But can't nobody, you know, check you on this, you have to ask yourself. For me, I'm only sharing what I've done, nothing that I know, because I don't know nothing like that. It's just that stuff I've done that worked for me. And it's enabled me to talk to just regular people or people who've been to jail or people who've been to church or people who've been here or people who've been there. And It doesn't matter, really, because I really understand the fact that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters if you want it to matter. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. But if you want it or need it to matter, and I understand that, there's instances where, of course, it has to, then okay, let that matter. But all actuality and all everyday life with everyday people and everyday occurrences in our lives, it doesn't matter. Because you can go from shit to Shinola or in reverse, in a blink. So, but that's a whole nother episode. And the thing is, 
I'd like to say this because I know we're running uh, short on time is that uh, I can't stress it enough. You know, the courage part, the fact that, as I mentioned before, the courage is, uh, you know, grace under pressure. You know, I got that from Ernest Hemingway many years ago. And that you gotta look into that though, because that courage is a cold word in itself. Right? And the, you know, and it don't mean tough, I'll beat you up or beat you down or none of that. You know, it's courage, man. It means if you beat me up, <laughs> I still have to have courage. That. And then, you know, look at it what it is. It says courage is grace under pressure. So courage, everybody wants some grace, man. I know. Everybody that I know. So I got grace, but I got it through the form of courage. And then under the, you know, the thumb when I was under that thing, you know, locked up, when I was locked down under that jailhouse thumb, my courage was my grace. That's what they said to me back then. So it was my courage is grace under pressure. I was under pressure. Every day waking up. But with the courage, you never saw it. Not one day on me. You didn't see it. I may have had it. You just didn't see it. And if anybody knew me in there, they'll tell you the same thing. Because that's what held me. That was my grace. He gave it to me. See? Because I don't know to be courage or courageous against what? <laughs> I don't even what to be courageous against. No. Just have courage. To be courageous, period. Just have it. The jail stuff going to be the jail stuff. The street stuff going to be the street stuff. The Trump stuff going to be the Trump stuff. The racist stuff going to be the racist stuff. The road race stuff going to be the road race stuff. The fuck you finger going to be the fuck you finger. You have to put on the cloak. You have to put on the courage. That's the suit he talking about, the armor. The stuff going to go on. The armor is for the stuff when it go on. It's supposed to go on. Let it go. You can't stop the stuff from going on. You can't stop Trump and the people from be acting the way they want to act. So you got to suit up so your ass can be okay. Not so you... Well, stop the people. You can't stop no people. You better learn how to stop yourself. So accountability is looking at you. Never look out what's going on. Always look at you. So I just want to leave you with that. Grace, courage is grace under pressure. That's Ernest Hemingway, and that's Big G giving you that, and that's what got me through. I want to thank everyone for joining me again this week. And I'll offer you to join me again next week. Remember, we're dbsradio.com slash jpps. Hopefully I said something that could inspire someone out there or someone that knows someone that needs inspiring. Tell a friend, share, like, link up with me on the platforms. Take care of yourself and those who are around you. Thanks again and peace. Tune in live every week to Jail, Parole, Probation, Survival with Greg Harris. On BBS Radio Station 1 on Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. And don't forget to connect with Greg on your favorite social media platform. He's there. To find out more, go to bbsradio.com forward slash jpps.
We're glad you did.